0: Welcome to Shipwreck Sunday where we investigate disasters at sea and the impact that they have on the world today. My name is Eleanor. Today we will be discussing the history of USS Mason, an American destroyer escort famous for having a largely black crew that served in World War II. Before we dive in I must inform you this story does include details of a maritime disaster resulting in the loss of a vessel, wartime violence, racism, discrimination, imperialism, and death that may be disturbing to some audiences, viewer discretion is advised. Please note before I begin that I am not a mariner or expert in the field of maritime history, but I have done my research and will present the information as I understand it and with accurate nautical terminology. In today's episode, I will be including the basics of nautical terminology in the description for anyone who needs it. In today's episode, there will be some terms in the Japanese language in which I'm not fluent, but I'll do my best to give accurate pronunciations. Please keep in mind, today's episode does mention segregation and civil rights issues, and that these can be very upsetting and controversial. So please continue to do as you guys always do, and keep it civil in the comments section. Okay everyone, a little backstory on today's ship. USS Mason, also known as DE-529, was an Everts-class destroyer escort, with the Everts-class of destroyer escorts being rolled out between 1942 and 1944, serving in World War II as convoy escorts and anti-submarine warfare ships. They were also known as GMT or Short Hull DE class, with GMT standing for General Motors Tandem Diesel Drive. The lead ship of this class, USS Everts, was launched on December 7, 1942, exactly a year after the attack on Pearl Harbor. These ships were driven by diesel electric power, each equipped with four diesel engines mounted in tandem with electric drives. With the original design specifying eight engines, originally the ships were planned to move at 24 knots. But other priority programs forced the usage of only four engines, and this led to shortening the hull. In total, there were 105 Everts class ships ordered. Eight later would be cancelled. 65 were commissioned, and 32 were delivered to be used for the Royal Navy. Most of these ships were classed as frigates. USS Mason was one of two ships in the U.S. Navy during World War II to be manned by primarily Black crews. The other ship we will cover later this month, and it was USS PC-1264, a submarine chaser. These two ships were manned by Blacks after a letter was sent to President Franklin Delano Roosevelt by the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, or the NAACP, in mid-December of 1941, and it was a huge step in the right direction for equal rights and representation. USS Mason would be the second ship in the United States Navy to go by the name Mason, though this ship was specifically named for Ensign Newton-Henry Mason. Newton-Henry Mason was a decorated United States Navy fighter pilot, born on December 24, 1918 in New York City, New York in the United States. He was killed in action at an unknown date sometime in May of 1942 at the Battle of the Coral Sea, which went from May 4th to May 8th, and was a major naval battle between the naval and air forces of Australia and the United States and the Imperial Japanese Navy. Before this, however, Mason enlisted as a seaman in the United States Naval Reserve on November 7, 1940, being appointed an aviation cadet on February 10, 1941. He would be assigned to U.S. Navy Fighting Squadron 3, or VF-3, on the U.S. aircraft carrier USS Saratoga in September of 1941. He was a Grumman F-4F Wildcat fighter pilot, and in January of 1942, after USS Saratoga was damaged by a torpedo, he reported to VF-3 while they were stationed at Marine Corps Air Station Iwa in Territory of Hawaii. This was before Hawaii became the 50th U.S. state in 1959. He'd later be reassigned to Fighting Squadron 2, or VF-2, and his first and only aerial combat occurred at the Battle of the Coral Sea on May 8, 1942. He disappeared in action during a fight with Imperial Japanese Navy aircraft, and he was declared missing in action as a result of his disappearance he was more than likely the victim of Mitsubishi A6M-0 fighters launched from the Japanese aircraft carrier Shokaku. Because they never found him, Ensign Newton-Henry Mason was declared deceased and honored posthumously with the Distinguished Flying Cross for his courage and skill in battle. The Distinguished Flying Cross, for anyone unfamiliar, is a military decoration of the United States Armed Forces, established on July 2, 1926, and is awarded to anyone who, after April 6, 1917, distinguishes themselves by single acts of heroism or extraordinary achievement while participating in aerial flight. This involves acts that are not routine and require a lot of skill and sacrifice, so this award isn't given out lightly. And this brave man would be the namesake for DE-529, who would be known as USS Mason. Her keel was laid in the Boston Navy Yard on October 14, 1943, being sponsored by Mrs. David Mason, the mother of Ensign Mason. The ship was 289 feet and 5 inches long, had a beam of 35 feet and 1 inch, and a draft of 8 feet 3 inches, displacing 1,140 short tons. The ship was capable of reaching speeds of 21 knots, with her complement being 156 officers and men total. As for her armament, she was armed with three 3-inch 50-caliber guns, four 1.1-inch 75-caliber guns, nine Orlicon 20-millimeter cannons, one Hedgehog anti-submarine projector, two depth charge tracks, and eight depth charge projectors. Other than this information, it was difficult to find much else about her armaments and armor. A month after her keel was laid, on November 17, 1943, the ship was launched and she'd be commissioned for combat on March 20, 1944. She'd go through a shakedown cruise off Bermuda, which is a nautical term that refers to testing a ship's performance. Generally, a shakedown cruise is performed before a ship enters service or after major changes happen like a repair, overhaul, or a change of crew. This simulates the working conditions for the vessel for various reasons. So, essentially, she went to sea trials and passed. Fortunately for the crew, USS Mason never saw a battle. Nevertheless, her story is interesting. On June 14, 1944, after passing her shakedown cruise, she departed Charleston, South Carolina in the United States to escort a convoy to Europe, arriving safely at Horta Harbor in the Azores on July 6th. On July 26th, she departed Belfast, Northern Ireland for Boston, arriving in Boston Harbor on August 2nd for convoy duty off the harbor throughout the rest of August, 1944. At the end of the month, she traveled to New York City, arriving there on September 2nd. USS Mason left on the 19th to steam ahead in the screen for Convoy NY-119, reaching Falmouth, Cornwall, with part of the convoy on October 18th, 1944. She'd returned to New York City on November 22nd after heading to Plymouth, England, and the Azores. Also on October 18th, after arriving in Falmouth, USS Mason would support Convoy NY-119 through a severe North Atlantic storm. The Northern Atlantic Ocean can be quite volatile. Typically, most stormy months are between November and April due to the North Atlantic Oscillation, which is a weather phenomenon of fluctuations in the difference of atmospheric pressure at sea level between the Azores High and the Icelandic Low over the North Atlantic Ocean. This is why the weather and storms on the Atlantic can not only vary from area to area so vastly, but can also become nasty and unpredictable very quickly. However, stormy weather happens outside of the NAO and during more favorable sailing seasons, just like in October, and that's what NY-119 and USS Mason encountered. During this nasty storm, USS Mason suffered critical structural damage and the crew was able to repair it, still rescuing the other ships in the convoy after this. The crew of the Mason, however, was not rewarded for their work. They didn't receive any accolades or awards. In 1994, they finally received a letter of commendation for meritorious service during this action, but to me that is just pitiful. These men saved countless lives and knew their lives were on the line, and they did the right thing. They should have been awarded back in the 1940s. USS Mason would join Task Force 64 in Norfolk, Virginia, on December 17, 1944, sailing in convoy for Europe two days later. She passed Gibraltar on January 4, 1945, and was relieved of her escort duties, sailing onward to Algeria, where she would enter Oran on January 5th. She was here for the formation of Task Group 60, clearing Iran on January 7th. Four days after this on January 11th, a blip on Mason's radar lit up, a surface target. She charged ahead at full speed, with the sailors on USS Mason scrambling to their battle stations to attack what they assumed was a submarine, rammed the object, and dropped depth charges. They weren't able to regain contact, and so they returned to the contact point, where searchlights would finally reveal what the men had attacked so viciously, a wooden derelict roughly 100 feet long and 50 feet wide. A derelict, in nautical terms, is a vessel that is dilapidated with an identifiable owner, while vessels that are considered abandoned are those where the owner is unknown or has surrendered the rights of ownership. Vessels become derelict or abandoned for numerous reasons, but we aren't going to cover that today. USS Mason would steam on to Bermuda for repairs, entering St. George's Harbour, a natural harbour in the north of Bermuda, on January 19, 1945. Five days after this, she returned to the New York Navy Yard. On February 12, 1945, 78 years ago today, USS Mason left Norfolk in convoy once again, this time heading for the Mediterranean Sea and she arrived just off Gibraltar on February 28, 1945. She cleared Iran on March 8, afterward heading out to guard a convoy to Bermuda and the Chesapeake Bay, before finally returning to New York City on March 24. USS Mason and her crew performed sonar exercises off New London, Connecticut, and fighter director training with Naval Aircraft on Conset Point, Rhode Island, training for combat. Dutifully, she and her crew would continue from Norfolk to Gibraltar, leaving Norfolk on April 10th, and USS Mason would escort yet another convoy to Europe, leaving the convoy at their destination on April 28, 1945. She was two days out of Iran, heading toward the East Coast when the end of World War II in Europe was announced May 8th, 1945. The war may have technically been over, but USS Mason's work was not yet finished. She arrived in New York City on May 23rd after crossing the Atlantic Ocean again, running operations along the East Coast into July. From July 28th until August 18th, she would serve as a teacher of sorts. She'd operate as a school ship for the Naval Training Center in Miami, Florida. After this on August 20th, she arrived in New London, Connecticut to be outfitted for long-range underwater signal testing. She performed this through to September in Bermuda, leaving the beautiful islands on September 8th to head to Charleston, arriving on September 10th. USS Mason would be decommissioned on October 12th, 1945, and was stricken from the Naval Vessel Register on November 1st, 1945. The Naval Vessel Register, or NVR, is the official inventory of ships and service craft in custody of or titled by the United States Navy. It contains information on ships and service craft that are part of the official inventory of the United States Navy from the time the vessel is commissioned through its life cycle and disposal. So after she was decommissioned from the Navy, she was officially retired from the armed forces. After being decommissioned, she received a fate that, though is sad, is the best outcome for any ship. She was sold for scrap and delivered to her scrappers in New Jersey on March 18, 1945, and after that, she was scrapped. Though it is sad that this amazing vessel, which was such an important part of our history due to her crew being prominently African-American in a time where that was unheard of, was scrapped, it's better than ending up at the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean, where so many ships and sailors end up, especially in times of war. However, her legend lives on, DDG-87, an Arleigh Burke-class destroyer in the United States Navy today, was named USS Mason in honor of the African-Americans who served aboard DE-529. There was also a film made about the ship, though it is dramatized, so take that into consideration, and it is the 2004 movie, Proud, directed by Mary Pat Kelly, starring Ossie Davis, and this movie was actually his final film performance. It is based upon the 1999 book, Proudly We Served, also written by Mary Pat Kelly. If you wanted to listen to it, there is an audio version on Amazon narrated by Oste Davis. I'm so glad I found out about this ship and looked into it as it is just so important to our nation's history and to the history of World War II. To the crew who served aboard USS Mason, thank you for your service and sacrifice. It will never be forgotten. I hope this episode keeps the story of their bravery alive and honors all they gave to their country. Thank you for tuning in to Shipwreck Sunday. If you liked this episode and are listening on YouTube, please give us a like, leave us a comment, and subscribe to our channel. If you liked this episode and are listening on Spotify, Samsung Podcasts, Amazon Music, or another podcast service, please subscribe for more content and leave us a five-star review as it does help us reach more listeners like you. If you have any ships you'd like us to cover, Please leave us a comment, and you might hear your favorite ship here on the podcast. Check out our community tab for updates and to interact with us. And don't forget to check out our second channel, Speed Force Media. Tune in next Sunday for the story of SS Shadyside, a Black star Line ship that was potentially sabotaged and sank in the Hudson River. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time. <music>